Hello there. You're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk badly about them. Not badly about the games, but badly about how we badly played them. I mean, it depends on the game. I'm happy to talk badly about some games. <laughs> you certainly are. Um, but generally, I mean, we play games to have fun, so as long as we're having fun, the game can't be too bad. If you're not playing games to have fun, what are you playing games to do? To win. But but I'm assuming if that is the case, then winning is how you are having fun. So you're still playing games to have fun. I don't know. I I still think there are people that that play to win that aren't having fun when they're winning. Or definitely aren't having fun if they're not winning. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Anyway. We have a little bit of a different show tonight. We've talked uh, on previous podcasts about a little game called Marvel Snap. Now, Marvel Snap is a phone game, and I don't think we've done an episode about a phone game or a video game. Or <gasps> Can we do a Tetris episode? Yes. <laughs> I haven't played Tetris in forever. <laughs> I, I don't know how we do it. On, I think Alice was playing it the other day as I went into throw the die she was waiting for her dinner to show up just playing tetris yep and i was like oh, i haven't heard that song in forever <laughs> i don't know how we do an episode on it but we uh, sure no, whatever if we really run out of ideas the tetris episode is coming <laughs> if we run out of ideas uh, when we run out of ideas next yeah <laughs> anyway uh, so we've talked about it and we've we've probably confused some people who haven't played it and there are a number of people on our Discord who are playing it, so the conversations in there tend to be a lot of screenshots and look at this play type thing, which is always fun. And then the rest of the channel trying to work out how the hell that happened. Yes. <laughs> They're always the best screenshots, though, when you have no idea how they pulled off that win or that loss. But for those of you that haven't played it, we'll go into a bit of detail. So it is a phone slash, it's on Steam now as well. So it is on the computers and I believe there is some sort of talk about bringing it to console. I don't know how accurate that is or how you'd really do it terribly well, but started off as a phone game. Way back in, oh, I don't know, it was like March or April or something. It was, it's been going for a while anyway. Uh, and the concept is done by the guys who did Hearthstone, and the concept is very basic. Yes. So you have cards, and you build your deck of cards out of the cards that you own. And the more you play, the more cards you unlock and open and and get to play with. Each of these cards does a different thing depending on 
what it is and to some degree depending on which character in the marvel universe it is yeah some of those cards do not do what those characters do but anyway no but i mean fundamentally the basic premise of the game is you each card has a cost and it has a, a a power value right so they cost so much to play and they give you x amount of points value score towards a thing there are three locations and every turn one through six by default you get one energy on turn one you get two energy on turn two and you can use that to play a card on one of those locations and at the end of that the person who has the most energy at the most places wins like it's literally that one most power so it's just have the biggest number at two of the three locations. Yeah. Like that's it's that simple. And this is how I started explaining it to my wife. And then I went, but then, but <laughs> then, but then. And that's when she stopped listening. That's when she stopped listening. I mean, that's when she stopped pretending to be listening. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much everything that Jason said is exactly right. So you get a set number of energy per turn. So on turn three, it's three energy. And you can use that three energy to play a three-cost card. Or you can play a two-cost card and a one-cost card. Or three one-cost cards. Like, depending on how you've built your deck and what you've built your deck around. Because there are themes to the cards as well. You can have discard cards. You can have cards that destroy other cards. You can have cards that move locations. But the idea is to win two out of three locations. Don't have to have any set amount of power there. You can win a location with one point or even no points if your opponent has a negative. You've just got to win two of those, and barring that, if you tie one of those locations with your opponent, but you win one location with more power than they win their location, you still win. So if it's a tie, it breaks down to the power differential. Where this gets interesting is that these three locations, one's revealed on turn one, one on turn two, one on turn three, they all do different things as well. So they can stop cards being played there. They can they can affect the game in numerous different ways, and there's so many of these different locations that will pop up randomly. You could have a location which grants all cards played here negative two power. You can have a location which, when you play a card here, fill it with that card. And you can have a maximum of four cards at each location. That's the gist. And then, of course, the cards do other things as well. So you might have a card that doubles the power of the next card you play here, or a card that discards a hand from a card from your hand and a card from your opponent's hand. Any any amount of different variations. There are so many different cards in the game currently. Like I said, it's been going for a while. And there are cards which have a theme, like a move deck might have lots of cards which move around between locations. Uh, There are also cards which are sort of individual and do their own thing. And it's up to you which of these 12 cards you're putting in your deck and how you want to synergize it. Now, speaking as someone who has done a lot of card games in the past, deck building is, is a bit of a fond 
uh, pastime of mine. How do you go with it, Jace? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I know this isn't your strong so point with it is, as far it is as synergizing. Not. And I I tend to find I I generally start with a, a theme, like you said, a concept. Um, so I, as an example, I've got a move deck. It's called Move This um, or something of that nature. And it literally, I just started with all of the cards that had a move thing in their rules you play that a few times, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't work because that doesn't work with this. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of just shuffle them out and they go from there and find the bits that you work and find the bits that you like to, to go with. You invariably play a couple of people that pull a trick on you like, oh, I'm stealing that. Um, and that's so I suppose the piece I tend to go with is pretty heavily themed decks around a mechanic. Um the piece I struggle with and that some of the decks I see do really, really well um, are ones where you go, oh, it's this kind of deck and, oh, it's not that kind of deck. Oh, it's oh, it's doing – oh, I didn't expect it to do that. And they've they've really got an ability to flex yep. um, and, and adjust to the way the game plays out. And I see them do really, really well and I find them really hard to kind of nut out. Well, that's – I mean, that's part of it. You may have a theme in your deck, but if you – if you can hide that theme from your opponent, generally you'll do a bit better because once they know what they're looking at, they'll know either know how to play around it or they'll know that they can't play around it. Yeah. And there is a leveling system in this game as well. So your level will go anywhere from 1 to 100 depending on how many matches you're winning or losing or whatever the case may be. And it has a snap mechanic, which is basically, it's kind of like an anti-up. So if you think you're going to win, you can snap. If your opponent thinks they're going to win, they can snap. And depending on who wins and how many people have snapped, each game can be worth anywhere from two to eight cubes. So cubes is your currency. Basically, it's at, you know you need cubes to get levels, um, and it's kind of like uh, a double or nothing kind of deal. Like yes. if if you both snap, and you know it depends how early in the game too. Uh, but you both snap, and then you win. Uh, you know it generally does pretty well for you. Um, if you snap and lose, you get less. If nobody yeah. snaps, it kind of just levels out. And I am yet to work out a good system for snapping because yeah, snapping often, is not my strong point often i just play the game out regardless uh which does not do good things for my levels um but often i forget about snapping as a mechanic that's another that thing and then when i remember sometimes or, or when there is one of the um sort of reward things kicking along where it's like win this mini games with a snap for extra you know yep. i just get into a game and snap and then I see what happens and I keep doing that until I hit the number. <laughs> so so the cubes, how they work is it takes seven cubes to jump a level. So from one to two is seven cubes. From 99 to 100 is seven cubes. But if you play out a game, the winner, and nobody snaps, the winner will get two cubes. The loser will lose two cubes. If one person snaps, the winner gets four cubes and the loser gets negative four cubes. 
And so your level will fluctuate. And if both people snap, winner gets eight and the loser loses eight. The other part of this is that you can retreat from the game at any point. And if you retreat, you're basically just losing pretty much, let's just say half of what the total cubes will be. So if you are losing and they snap, next turn is going to be worth two cubes and the whole game is going to be worth four cubes, you can retreat straight away and just lose the one cube. So there's tricks and strategies as to, and you have to know your deck and what sort of thing that you might be drawing and how that's going to play against your opponent as to whether you should stay in a game or cut your losses and run. And that's what it all kind of comes down to. So I don't want to make this too complicated because it's really not a complicated game. No, it's a super simple game. And I think where it starts to get complicated is this idea of additional sort of side quest reward kind of deals to get things to purchase variants or to, you know, extra stuff and, you know, unlock cards and things like that and collector levels and all that jazz. Like, I think we can skip most of that. Yep. There are various mechanics throughout the game that let you get other cards or variants of cards or different artwork. They do exactly the same thing, but that kind of thing. So you can go, oh, I really like these type of cards. I really like this artwork. I'm going to try and start collecting that. Yeah. You can have a variant of whatever card you want. There's variants for pretty much all of them. You could have a Nightcrawler that looks different to your opponent's Nightcrawler, for example. And you can level up those cards. Again, leveling them up doesn't affect the game in any way, shape, or form, apart from how pretty they look. But you can level up your cards, and you can get new cards. Now, the first sort of, you know, let's just say sort of 30, 40 levels that you get, you're all getting the same sort of cards. You're getting the same cards in the same order. And they're pretty stock standard basic ones for the for the most part. They will do the trick. They will definitely win you games against people at that level. But the higher you get, the more cards you start getting and the harder it is to get those cards too sometimes. Yes. But you're playing against decks with a variety of cards and, and cards that you may or may not have seen yet. So, levels. Like I said, 100 is the top. That's what they call infinite. Each season, which is roughly a month, uh, you will keep working up to try and get as high a level as you can. And then at the start of the next season, you'll go down 30 spots. So whereabouts are you sitting currently? We are pretty much nearly four weeks into a five-week season. Yeah. I have not had a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, this one's been really hard, to be honest, and I've been very inconsistent in my performance. So I'm ser- currently sitting at about 76. Yep. Um, but that is fluctuating pretty heavily between 80 and 60-something mm-hmm. any given day. Gotcha. I I usually try the last four or five seasons, I've gotten to infinite and you get like a special card back that you can decorate your decks with um, bits and pieces. But the, the trick is once you hit 100, 
you can't drop below 100. So you can just kind of do what you want. Some people play for the ranking and try and see how good they are and all that sort of stuff. Um, once I hit 100, I try and play with cards that I just want to level up. <laughs> so I always try and get there. This season, though, this season's been tough. It's It's been hard. Um, and look, the other interesting piece with this is they're, they're constantly releasing new cards, which is good. It, it shakes things up and it lets people sort of try out different things, particularly in a, a, a game that you don't actually have to buy the cards. That's glorious. Yeah. Um, the other you thing... You totally the- play this as a free-to-play game. It, it's what I'm doing. It's the best. <laughs> um, the other half of this, though, that I actually really like is the consistent balancing that they are doing that they're reviewing the cards they're reviewing the performance they're actually adjusting things whether that's rules or costs or, or whatnot of cards um and releasing that back into the game throughout the seasons um it, it is great in that it keeps the game pretty fresh it stops the the thing that's just winning always win um it is also super frustrating when you've just built a deck around a thing and then they change the thing and you're like, Ugh, this used to work. What happened? <laughs> they, they're pretty good in that, that they will nerf cards that are overperforming and, and doing, you know, appearing in the majority of winning decks. Um, but they're not, they're not, they don't nerf too hard. And at the same time, they'll buff some cards which aren't doing what they want them to do, yeah. uh, which I find really good. And they can do this all without a download. So yeah. you rock up one morning and, and some of the cards are a little bit different. They only do it like once a month or so. But, uh, yeah, this this season has been particularly hard. I had a good run this morning and I got to level 99. I just hit level 99. Um, I'm currently 96. I dropped yeah, down okay. three. <laughs> yeah. So I was so close. I had, I had this best run with this deck I was running and I – just played that and I went up and up and up and then it didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't with the amount of different types of decks that there are, there are decks which will completely screw your deck over. And there are decks that you will completely screw over. Yeah. And you, you get better at going, Oh, it's that deck. This is not going to end well. If he draws this card by this turn, I'm out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that kind of piece where you're just like, all right, there's not a chance. There's sometimes you don't see it coming and then all of a sudden on a turn four or a turn five, they drop something you're like, oh, well, that screws it. I'm out. Um, or more often than not, you see that happen on turn four or turn five. And you're like, oh, that's not good. But if I happen to draw all the things I desperately need and they do not, mm-hmm. things could turn this around. Or- and then They've just played this card, and I know that they're going to play this card next because it's that sort of deck. I have one card which will nullify that card in my hand. Which of the locations are they going to play it on? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a really fun game. I really enjoyed it, and I've spent way longer on this than any other mobile game I think I've ever had. It is the most I've spent on a mobile game for sure. Um, I've I've got a little bit hooked into a few, but nowhere near. I've, and I think it is the the ease of playing. It is the kind of thing that you're. Gosh, I've got five minutes before the next meeting at work. You know what? I'm just going to bust out a game of this while I'm waiting for that to happen. Even if nobody retreats, they're still quick games. It's only six rounds generally. Yeah. 
unless somebody plays magic, in which case it's seven. <laughs> but yeah, there are there are cards that will change every part of this game, and they will. There are cards that will change locations. There are cards that you know break the rules of other locations and things like that. So there's enough there, and yeah, like you said, they're always releasing new cards. It's pretty much a new card every week if not more it's a lot like it might be one every week might be you know five every month something like that it's um enough to keep those players that have been playing as long as i have and you know better than i have and have all the cards uh they can still keep playing because there's always new cards coming out for them to use and when there's not new cards, there's new variants of cards with pretty artwork. You're like, oh, but I really want that. The variants, some of the variants are just gorgeous. Anyway, speaking of the cards, yes. why don't we go through a couple of our favorite cards? All right, let's do that. Would you what like to start? Favorite? Oh, shit, what are my favorite cards? <laughs> I will say, and this was one of the ones that um, got hit with a nerf a while ago. It was my favorite card in the world. Um, and then it got hit by a, a rebalance and it's still fun, but it's nowhere near as fun as it used to be. Where is Lockjaw? Um, <laughs> I, I had an entire deck themed around Lockjaw. Um, so Lockjaw strikes me even, you know, before we know what it does. Lockjaw is a very you card. <laughs> He's such a good. You like the good boy. I do like the good boy and he is the best boy. And so the, the mechanic of Lockjaw, so he's a three cost card. So you're playing him on turn three, but originally it was after you play a card here, swap it with a card in your deck. So you, you, you would play Lockjaw. He's one of the three cards at a location. You would play any other card and it would show up. It would do the thing that it does. And then it would, disappear and you would get another card from your deck um they when they balance that and i didn't read the balance before i played the deck again i'm of like it's, what's going on something's broken here is they change that to once per turn because you were able to the way i was playing it was i was playing lockjaw a bunch of really cheap things a bunch of really expensive things or stuff Stuff that really did fun things on reveal. So they showed up, they did something really good. But I was also playing him with Thor. Mm -hmm. And the fun bit with that is Thor would show up. He creates a Mjolnir. And when you play the Mjolnir, he gets shuffled into your deck. So when he comes out and you play him, he gives Thor a buff. So he increases Thor's power. And so what I used to do was play... Mjolnir on Lockjaw a whole bunch and you'd see how many you could cycle through yep. and see how high you could get Thor. And in the meantime, if you didn't get Mjolnir, you would get another really high power card that you just, I, I'd played a one cost card and I've ended up with a six cost card. This is a great turn. He was great. So he was one of my favorites. I, that, I still go back to that deck. It's just not quite as ridiculous as when you used to be able to cycle three cheap cards i i have a lockjaw in one of my decks and he still works he still does exactly what i wanted to do 
But yeah, the once per yeah. turn narrows it down a little, makes it a little bit more fair, I think. But it's it's a good, it was a good balance in 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 hindsight. Um, it was one of those ones that was just it did ridiculous things for me at the start. Um, yeah, but it just means that 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 deck gets cycled a bit more. Yep. All right, favorite card for you. All right, I've got a couple. Yeah, I, of course I've got a couple. Uh, I like the goblins. Uh, you would I like am the, a goblins. Fan of the goblins. You, so you hear a goblin. Yeah. Green Goblin is a three energy cost, negative three power card. And Hobgoblin, who is by far the better goblin, is a five cost, negative eight power card. Now, what happens with both of those? As soon as they're revealed, they swap signs. So you can play, and, and the trick to playing the goblins is that you need to make sure that you're not playing them on a location where the opponent has filled, because otherwise they're not going anywhere and they're just giving you the negative. But you can really do a bit of damage to your opponent's strategy. Um, the amount of times I've stuck a green goblin on a lockjaw, for example, you know, preventing him from playing one extra card there. Things like that. That's a lot of fun. Um, Venom. Venom's glorious. Venom is such a good card. He is three cost, three power. But when you play him, he eats all the other cards at that location on your side. And then he gains their power. So if you've got three other cards there that are worth eight power, now you've only got one card, but he's 11 power because he's just eaten the power of everybody else and he's got his own three. And then you can do so much stuff with that. Um, the newest one that I've been playing with that I'm really enjoying, and the one that got me to 99 this morning and then failed me after that, is Man-Thing. Yes. Man-Thing is a lot of fun. Four cost, five power, and any one, two, or three cost card at that location gets negative three power. Now, that's not just your opponent. That's you as well. But you but know where you're playing him. You know where you're playing him, and you can play cards that stop you losing power. Yeah. Yeah, so him with Luke Cage as an example would be glorious. Um, but I also feel like there is a lot of decks at the moment that involve spamming a lot of very cheap cards, mm-hmm. and he's just a hard counter to a, a Kitty Pride or a Falcon Beast type deal or a... Yep. Even better when you're throwing a Green Goblin over there or debris with chucking rocks and Polaris and all those sort of things. So this deck that I was playing was just built around filling up your opponent's locations as much as possible and then just negative powering them. Yeah. Uh, But the other card, this is probably probably my all-time favorite and he is the best boy ever even beating lockjaw if you say cosmo we're going to have words cosmo's got his place but jeff yeah jeff is a two cost three power card that can be played anywhere and has cannot be prevented in any way shape or form which means he gets around locations that you can't play cards at he gets around locations that more cards can't be added and you know he gets around any sort of limitations that you might have say from electro 
Yeah, Electro makes, uh, if you play Electro, you can only play one card per turn, but you can play Jeff as well he's, as that one He's a really good get-out-of-jail-free card, particularly when you've got, you know, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum show up mm-hmm. and just be like, ugh. And that there are definitely locations that ruin decks, and Jeff is one of those to help get out of jail free. Um, equally, if you're doing something to try and lock down something dead, so you're playing a Professor X as an example who tries to just lock everything down, so he stops cards being played, and it actually turns out that they've happened to play a card in that location you didn't expect that turn in your just one point behind kind of deal. A sneaky little Jeff just yep. just tips that back in your favour. Plus, he's a shark with legs. Like, what is there not to like about Jeff? I love him. My my admiration is less high, but he is very <laughs> useful. <laughs> um, any other cards that are favourites of yours? Look, I have been having a... I will, tagging onto one of your comments, Debris gets a good run in decks with me, just... Firstly, because she throws out a bunch of zero cost, so she fills up locations. So she throws a a zero power rock in each location on both sides. So yep. you're you're both yours and your opponents at the other location she's not played at. So it does two things. It annoys the shit out of your opponent unless he has carnage because it just clogs up his area and it gives him something. That he, it's one less card. It's where he can play at a location. Um, And there are times where that can really mess with people, particularly when they've set up a thing where it's like, I'm going to play this card and then this card and then I'm going to play this card. And if you can fill up that location before they can get to that card, it's the best. Um, I had a game this morning where I was pretty much playing a mirror match. We were playing this almost the exact same uh, decks. And the middle location was that all on reveal effects happened twice. Both of us played debris there. Like by turn five, every single <laughs> location was full. Yeah. Um, and then the second half of that is if you have some cards that can increase the cost or increase the power of your cards, you can clog up your opponent and actually sneak ahead in power at different locations. So if you play something like a Patriot who gives any of your cards that don't have special abilities, pro tip, rocks don't have special abilities, um, it gives them plus two power. It's best. So all of a sudden I have two power rocks and you have zero power rocks. I am winning by two. Yes. Yeah, like it's it's the synergy between cards and finding those cards that work well together, which really makes this a fun game. Yeah, the, look, the other one I have had a lot of fun with is decks where I do have magic yeah. and you play. So magic changes the location, but the location that she changed it to Limbo means that there is a seventh turn in the game. So I really enjoy that. Only when I have another card to change a location because yep. often I play magic and everyone goes, right, there's a turn seven. I'm going to start not playing for turn six. I'm going to play for turn seven. 
And then at turn six, you play something on that location to change it away. So there is no longer a turn seven. And whatever happens at turn six is is the final standing. And I knew that was happening. So I planned for that and my opponent <laughs> did not. And it just, it feels like pulling the rug out from underneath someone and it's the best. Yeah. Or the amount of decks that you see, which are like all about skipping turn six and playing a big turn seven yes. with an Infinite and a couple of She-Hulks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, or they've done a Mr. Negative and they want to do a Null, Death, Venom, yep. Nimrod type thing. Yeah. Picking those off and you know, just playing, oh, you remember that Snow Guard I played earlier? <laughs> yeah. Here's the one that ignores all locations. We, we're playing to turn six now. Speaking of which, so favorite decks to run? The location deck is fun, I will say. <laughs> it, it doesn't get a lot of airtime. It's just kind of when I want to be annoying, right? Because where's my location location, right? It is, and it's literally, it's one of those ones where I went, right, how can I just, there weren't a lot of people playing with the location mechanic, I suppose, mm-hmm. at the time when I came up with this brilliant idea. And I went, well, a lot of people are talking about their cards and your cards and discarding hands and all those kind of stuff. But what about locations? So I pulled every card that could play with a location to, by some degree and went, that's my hand. So it shows up with um, you know, things like Goose. I'm just going to mm-hmm. mean you could only play one, two, and three cost cards at the location. It's even yep. more fun when you drop that when, you know, you, you can only play four, five, and six cost cards at a location. And I've just thrown Goose on there and suddenly I can be the only one that can play anything. Um, you know, that kind, that kind of fun. Um, so Goose and Wave is one of my favorites. You play that yeah. on turn five and then turn six, Wave makes everything cost four. But Goose prevents them playing anything at that location. I love it. Yeah. Um, but fundamentally, this is around Storm, Magic, Legion. And then I've got Scarlet Witch, Professor X, Rhino and Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. So you can do that thing where you play Storm, which means that the next turn is the final one that anyone can play. And then you play Juggernaut and just boots anyone that they play off the location. You've got multiple ways to play a turn seven and cancel the turn seven. Um, I've got just for funsies, um, and another favorite card that doesn't get enough to play is uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yep. She's nice. She's great, because that is, after any card is played here, destroy this card, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and that card. Um. So she's a really good one. You put her there, they see it, and then they're like, "Oh, do I want to play the card because it's going to get destroyed?" Yep. But your card's going to, so it's it's just a bit of thing. So, and then you know a legion in there, so you can do silly things on turn five and turn everything to a you know <laughs> stormed location. Yeah, or or the fill this one with you know fill. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> legion opens up so many silly plays. So that is. That is the deck I go back to when I just want to have giggles. Have you played a game where you've pulled off a legion on the bar with no name? So the yes. bar with no name, yes, is a location where the person with the least amount of power wins. So you play that legion on turn six, 
your opponents fighting for those other two locations and playing at whatever they can to get the most power. You play Legion on Bar With No Name. You lose Bar With No Name because you've got seven power and he's probably got nothing. But he's been building up on the other two locations and uh, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. It's glorious. Yeah, so that's, look, that's that's probably the... the f- I want to have fun. I'm just going to go to something silly deck. Um, I generally flick between I've got a destroy card type deck, which is my destruction decks. It's so much. It's, it's so fun. It's really straightforward to play. So it's one of those ones you can just belt out a lot of games without thinking too much. Um, And it gives you some options. Like there's enough in the game that you can be like, oh, he's done a thing. I'm going to do a thing. Um, And it's also probably the one I keep pulling cards out of and tweaking them a little bit. And and I'll pull out Null and I'll throw in this or I'll pull out this and I'll throw in, what if I put in Nimrod for a bit? That kind of fun. Um, So it's probably one of the more mobile, like cyclical decks. I think at one point I found I had like three or four different destruction decks going at the same time. I've got one that has Destroyer and one that does not. That's the difference between them. Yep. Um, So I've got that. I've got a move deck, which is that everything moves type deals. Um, That's pretty consistent. And I've got a vanilla. It's called vanilla, but it's basically a, a whole bunch of cards with no abilities and then stuff that buffs. Yep. Um, so if if nothing else happens, you play Patriot, Mystique, Blue Marvel, Ultron. Yep. And that that's a game. Um, the problem with that is it's reasonably consistent, but you know what you're playing. Like that's the play, or nothing's yep. like, or you can, you know, it's variations thereof. Um, but otherwise, they get silly. <laughs> yes. A silly decks, I think, <laughs> doesn't surprise me that you've got a couple of those. I will say there is one deck here that is I, I have called Munro. So Munro is the name of a, a wonderful human that I used to game with quite a lot, and I don't catch up with anywhere near near enough anymore. But as the whitest person I've met. He just, there are ongoing jokes in our gaming circles about how this person would be, is the closest thing to Dexter I've ever met. Okay. He is a scientist. He is, he lives alone. um, And no one is surprised if he has killed any number of human beings. Um, And we will never know. Um. And he's the kind of person, gaming-wise, that really just really revels in misfortune for opponents. Mm-hmm. And so the Munro deck is is the deck that just, I am here to fuck with you. I'm not here to get points for me. I'm here to make sure that you do not have a good time. So it's, and it came about after a, a, a gaming Facebook chat, I'm in with him and a few others, where very early on someone said, if you play Iceman and Scorpion, I know the kind of person you are. Yeah. Turn one and two. If that's your turn one and two, I know the kind of person you are. And I went, I know the kind of person I would be. And so I promptly made a deck where that was the turn one and two and named it Munro. Um, so I'm a person like that. 
it it still has Isan. It it no longer, but it's the one that has both goblins. Yep. It's the one that has Sentry and Viper. Yep. Um, which I really enjoy. It, and then it has how else can I mess with you? I'm gonna throw in a Professor X, a Cosmo, a Storm, an Enchantress. Um and then for funsies, uh, Shuri Red Skull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I get. I get the intent there. <laughs> it's just yeah. How, how can I mess with people's good days? I'm probably going to pull out the Shuri Red Skull and throw in like a rogue because um, mm-hmm. she annoys me. Yep. There's a couple of other cards that annoy me that I don't currently have, but they they are the kind of cards that will go into this deck. I've got, I mean, my go-to deck at the moment is unfortunately one that doesn't win me many cubes. Not because it doesn't work, but because it works too well. You get a lot of retreats? I get a lot of retreats. Um, I call it ramps. And the idea is just to ramp energy. So, you know, generally, you know, a great sort of, play would be turn one nebula right so she gains two power every time your opponent doesn't play a card at this location uh turn two daredevil yeah so daredevil shows you what your opponent plays on turn five before you play so you get to basically contradict whatever he's trying to do free react yeah uh we've got green goblin and hobgoblin in there we've got wave and electro and Electro is my go-to if I can get away with it. So Electro, three power, two, uh, sorry, three energy, two power. When he's played, you get an extra power every turn. But you can only play one card per turn after that. But the idea is you've got five energy on turn four, which means that a very well-played Professor X or a Hobgoblin or even a Gamora yeah. can run away with the the game right there and then. Uh, turn five, you've got six power. So there is Doctor Doom and there's Alioth. <laughs> you know, things like that. Plus, if you've got Daredevil down, you're seeing what's happening on the other side of the table. Yeah. And then one of my favorite cards to have in a deck but never actually play, uh, America Chavez. Yeah. She is fantastic because you will always draw her on turn six, which means on every other turn you are drawing cards that you actually want. Yeah. So your your deck of twelve. It's almost is now eleven card deck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, I do like, I do like the Modok Heller move. Yeah. So turn yeah. to Invisible Woman to hide the cards that you're playing behind her and then Modoc turn five to discard your hand and then yeah. turn six Hella yeah. to bring back everything discarded. Yeah. That's always I think fun if it works. That, yes, because you need those cards in that order to, yeah. to play out. I suppose I've I've got one of those. He's currently sitting in my discard deck at the moment, that, that combo, but mm-hmm. it also has a Mobius. It also has a Dracula. It also may have a Wong. Um, so at worst case scenario, you can just pull, uh, you can just boost Mobius. Um, yep. And then if you've got 
um, you do that turn five, you've hopefully killed off um, Apocalypse a couple of times. And then he comes he, back stronger. He's playing into a, into Dracula, and then you just see how much you can boost Mobius. Um, it's it's still not a bad deck, and you've got some ability to kind of shuffle if you don't get the right combo. But yep. there are other days where you're like, you're not quite sure whether you're going to pull Invisible Woman, and you've already got Hella in there, yep. and you don't want to kill her. No, that's it. <laughs> I've got magic in that deck as well to make it go to turn seven if I need, but... Ideally, I mean, you don't even need to play anything apart from those three cards if you can. Yeah. Because you know, even if you discard um, Morbius, he's coming back. Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. I don't know, Morbius. Um, yeah. And then you fill your hand with like things like... Giganto uh, and Infinite. Yes, exactly. Death and, yeah. It's a bit of fun, but yeah, it's... Even with Chavez in there, it's it's inconsistent. Um, but I also like the bounce decks. I've been playing around with a few bounce decks recently. So things like Elsa and uh, Kitty Pride, yeah, Beast, Falcon, yeah, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've got a spam deck that that it does that. You know, a Quinjet and then a Beast, and you just like how much can I? So- and then you throw a Bishop and a Forge and an Angela in there, and that's basically yes. the deck. And they just exactly. Power Mysterio. Up. Yeah. Speaking of Quinjet, favorite variants. I mean, it's it's not even a question. The only variant I've actually bought, <laughs> and when I say bought, I mean I, I, I've spent in-game currency, not actual real-time monies for, um, are the pixels, the pixel yeah. variants. Yeah, we um, talked about this last episode, didn't we? Yeah, so I have I have a significant number of those. Not enough, but enough <laughs> for now. Um, and I'm honestly just trying to replace all of my cards with those, and then I'll be happy. Fair enough. I've got a couple in particular which I love because if I see, I always like to get like a a nicer looking variant if I can of cards that I'm playing. So Quinjet does a Ghost Rider version which is just beautiful um i like a lot of the venomized and nullified ones so i've got a lot of those loki venomized is beautiful uh then there's also uh there's a 19 uh, 1602 version as in the year of enchantress yeah where she just looks like a you know old Goddess, basically, yep. yeah. Um, and then there's you know there's a Galactus one which I really like, which I've got. I, Galactus I is a good one for what we were speaking about earlier. Magic, yeah. Start building up on the other locations and in Galactus on turn six. Anywhere else, yep. Yep. That's always a bit of fun. Yeah. He's he's one of those cards that is an all or nothing though. Like yes. it, it all goes well or it all goes terribly badly. Um, and there was a while there where he was just irritating. He was getting a lot of play um, and there was kind of a, you could see it coming. You'd be like, oh, I'm not playing this game. I'm out. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they've found a reasonable spot for him where he's not too common now. He's basically six energy costs, five power if he is the only card at this location and you are winning that location he destroys all the other 
locations. So you're yeah. just playing for one location rather than three. And there are ways to get around it. You can play destroy destroyable cards at other locations, which will bounce, won't get destroyed. They'll bounce to the locations. Yeah. Um, the other one I've seen recently, which is really fun, was uh, uh, Wong, Mystique, Forge, Galactus. Yeah, okay. You're winning so, that location, but he's not the... No, no, you play Galactus elsewhere. Forge, you don't need to play him at the same location. Oh, no, so you just boost him a bunch of times yeah. and then play so him anywhere else. him like, what's Forge plus two? He's yeah. basically level, he's a 15 power Galactus. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheek, you know, like yes. <laughs> I wouldn't um, playing against it. That would be irritating as shit, but that's what you're into. Oh yes. <laughs> However, I really enjoy consistent annoyance over mm-hmm. last minute all or nothing kind of play. Yeah. I would like to I would like to just pick at somebody and just irritate them throughout the entire six turns <laughs> rather than go <laughs> Oh, this is a fun game for everybody until right at the end. Yes, F U turn six. Yeah. Gotcha. Except when doing things to Limbo. Yep. No, that's fair. What do you think? And so let's not talk favorite now. Let's talk best cards. Are there cards that you think are incredible and, and must own if you if you can or cards are... that just seem to consistently win games? Look, there's there's a few. Um, I will say Venom is one of those cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and not... So he does a few things really goodly. Um, goodly. Um, <laughs> he, but he frees up a lot of space at locations but keeps you the power. Mm-hmm. So being able to fill up a location, use Venom... And then reduce, so or you've only got one card with the same power as opposed to four cards with that much power is so good to be able to then stack on top of it and do other stuff. It also gives you a really good react when somebody does something like plays a goblin mm-hmm. on your, your thing. And yes, you've still got the power there, but you've probably eaten some other things as well. Life is good. Um, he stacks in nicely the things like death and null that have mechanics that draw on that. But he also gets rid of some of the nega traits of some big, so, you know, a red skull, for example, mm-hmm. if you eat him with venom and life is good. Yes. Cause red skull gives power to your opponent's cards. Yeah. But the venom then doesn't because no. you still got the power from the red skull, but not the, the bad stuff. And you're still at like 14 power, which is great. Um, so I think he is hands down an amazing card and he's kind of one of those always ons for me. Like mm-hmm. he's always a candidate. Um, I think there's some really, really solid ones that don't get, they get some play, but they're always good. Things like Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. He's always good in that. And it's not a particularly, you know, rare card or hard to get or anything like that, but he adds power he doesn't take up an extra card space and he often can then tag into other things. So if you play him on a, a Wolverine, as an example, Wolverine dies, he gets more power. This is great. You just have a, a bigger, nastier Wolverine kicking around. Um, you can play him onto a Nimrod. I've done that a few times. That's great fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you manage to play him onto a Shurid Nimrod, it's even better. I've, I also <laughs> snuck that one in. Um, uh, but, you know, the classic is things like a multiple man or a human torch or someone that always does better things when they move and then you're just doing more better things when you move. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Look, I, I feel like the other cards that are generally great are ones that just even stuff like blue marvel right it's a Mm -hmm. five cost card it's three power he's not amazing right but what he does is increase every other card that you have going um and you know by, by that same token things like spider woman are massively right because she's what an eight power card so yep. she's good in her own right, but she is a neg one to neg every one. neg one to every other card. So if you play her on a location that has four cards on there, she effectively is power twelve. Yes, and it's not your cards too; it's just your opponent's cards that she yeah. needs. Yeah, so no, I yeah, I've been playing a bit of Spider Woman recently as well. Like she's good if there's nothing else there because mm-hmm. eight power is good. Um, but I basically treat each one of those negs as one of her power. Yes, absolutely. I think like, cause I, realistically here, I, I have been playing a bit longer than a lot of people I was playing in the beta and I'm still playing, which you know, goes to show how much I enjoy this game. Uh, but I've, Definitely played against every single card in the game. Um, high evolutionary. I fucking hate high evolutionary. He is. He, he changes a whole deck and he makes a whole deck better. And you can use his deck in different ways. You don't. Basically, he gives all all of these cards that you get at the start of the game that have no ability. They're just big power, right? So thing is for cost six power hulk is six cost 12 power but they don't have any abilities high evolution gives those cards abilities in your deck he creates a lot of different options for you i mean he does nothing bad and he makes every single card that he synergizes with so much better than their base form the like, only bad thing about High Evolutionary is if he's the only thing you've got to play on turn four. He's four cost and four power and does nothing. That's yeah. it. That's the only bad point. But you're expecting that you've got thing. So, eh. yeah. And you're also expecting that someone like uh, you've got something out there giving you extra. You played a Misty Knight or something. So you're not actually playing four power and turn four. Well, I've got this is this is a deck which is consistent for me. Um, I may need to change it around because I have sort of nerfed a little bit of one of this card. But Wasp, so zero cost, one power on reveal. She does negative one to one of your opponent's cards. Sunspot, one cost, zero power, but gets one power every time you have unspent energy. Lockjaw, we've talked about. Thor, we've talked about. Cyclops, three cost, four power, uh, negative one to two cards every time you don't spend all your energy. Yeah, which then goes to Sunspot. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, high Evolutionary, Loki. I had Loki in there, and like if I wasn't pulling the stuff I needed, he's he's the one card that can get adjusted because now he's he's been 
increased in price. Uh, Jane Foster Thor. Yep. Doctor Doom, Chavez, Hulk, Infinite. The amount of times a wasp on Lockjaw turns four. Pulls in Infinite plus, you know, you're... Cyclops somewhere else is going to negative two whatever that he's up against, and and you can afford not to spend a lot of power, which means sunspots building, which yeah. means you've got it. Yeah, it, I really dislike high evolutionary. He changes a lot, so he is he is one of the the better cards out there because yeah, not an awful lot of negatives to him, and he just opens up different options no, uh, you know i could have a thing in that deck for example but i don't need it because i've got other options there and then i think that's the other piece is yes it's a card so it's you know you've currently got an 11 card hand because he's kind of useless mm-hmm. um but that's always not a bad thing like not always a bad thing in that you know what's in the deck you know what you're playing with and you don't need to, as you've just kind of illustrated there, you don't actually need to take all of the cards that yep. he synergizes with. Take a handful of them and they just do infinitely better. Um, yeah, he irritates the shit out of me because he does every time. And I, maybe it's because I don't currently own a high evolutionary, um, <laughs> but every time I play it, you see it and you're like, this is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. their their cards, they're not all cards that got play. Let's be clear, Cyclops, not really. Mm-hmm. Was never never really seeing play. Um, not at all. He was three cost, four power for with no ability. He is now good. He's now and good. I think the challenge I've got is the synergies with that deck are so good mm-hmm. that you know what's coming. It's incredibly hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you're just like, "Oh, this is this is kind of painful." And then you can the other f- the good thing with it, I suppose, is the ability to either stack or spread those effects. Yep. Because if you are running a Cyclops who saps and or saps power off your opponent, plus a thing or a wasp that also does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, actually, unlocked all that's kind of fun too. Yes, exactly. So I mean, those set of reveals. Yeah, Infinite is just there for Lockjaw, and the amount of times he's in my hand. Yes, yeah. Is well, he's never seen it. Yeah, no, because you're never playing him. Because Infinite is six power twenty. Uh, sorry, six cost twenty power, which is enough to win you any location, but you cannot play a card the previous turn. Yeah. Um. So, but with High Evolutionary, like we said, like Hulk is six cost twelve power. But now with High Evolutionary, every turn that he's in your hand that you don't spend all your energy, he's getting plus two. So quite often he can be as close to 20 on turn six. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, he does He does ridiculous things. Other other cards that irritate the shit out of me while we're on this tangent. <laughs> um, Alioth is annoying the shit out of me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Particularly he with Daredevil. Strong, yeah. With Daredevil, um, you know, Galactus Alioth is yep. always strong. Uh, there are so many different ways that you can win with that card. Yeah. you got to play again, it correctly, but... Again, uh, it, it feels very gotcha. 
Yeah. It is. It is. It is one of those ones. And I feel like because it's a big end of game gotcha, they're less fun than the annoying, consistent gotchas. <laughs> um, yeah. There's there's a few there's there's a few I haven't had the the joy of I said I've only played against Man Thing a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just and you know it it depends which deck you're playing because some of them you're like I don't care, yeah, and then other ones you're like oh my god this ruins everything like mm-hmm. my my you know low cost spam deck just gets absolutely not drawing Luke Cage or never had Luke Cage in it no <laughs> yeah. Because often you don't need it because, you know, you're bumping each one of those one-cost cards by five mm-hmm. at least. Um, Speaking of those low-cost spam decks, Elsa Bloodstone yes. is really good. Even uh, with the nerf that they've made to her, she is really good. She's a two-cost, two-power. Uh, if you play another card to fill a location, give it plus two-power which means that as soon as you play that fourth card, it gets plus two power at any location. You can do that three times. But with this, the right number of the right sort of cards, you can do that more than four, three times. Absolutely. You pull a falcon out or you pull a beast out or something like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, when beast is that fourth card, then yep. you just do it again. It's Yeah, it does some wonderful things. Yeah, she is really strong and uh, also works with... Um, quite nicely with another card, which I think is actually still very strong, which is Thanos. Thanos basically is a six cost, 10 power card, but he adds six other cards into your deck. So you're now now got a deck of 18 rather than 12. And they're all the power gems. And each power gem is like a one cost, one power generally. But they all do different things, and they all help you to draw cards, generally. And if you've played all six, Thanos gets plus 10 power. So he can be a 620. Easy. Which which has only happened once or twice, but when it does, wow. I I have actually pulled it off, like because I've played around with Thanos for a while, and yeah. I've pulled it off quite a few times. And sometimes you just don't even need him. You don't need to play him. The other stuff in your deck is working quite well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Is there a card that you don't have that you want the most? The most is a big call. There's a few that I do not have that I've been hankering for. So Thanos is one I haven't had a chance to play mm-hmm. with. Um, not nowhere near. So there's not anything out currently now that I don't have that I was hankering anywhere near when Wong came out mm-hmm. and I did not have Wong and everyone else on the face of the planet seemingly <laughs> had Wong. Uh, I was very late to that party and, and now we're here. Um, Oh, I've got a pretty good. I'm doing pretty well. It's the latest stuff. So it is the Loki, the Elsa Bloodstone, the mm-hmm. said high evolutionary I thought about, but then I realized I really dislike playing against him. Um, I dislike playing against him, but I really like playing with him. <laughs> <laughs> Where else am I? Oh, I'm trying to think. No, it, there's, as I said, there's, there's a few that I would like, and there's a few that occasionally. I forget that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And you go to build a deck and you're like, oh, do, 
oh wait, I don't own that card. That doesn't work. Um, what did I do that for recently? I can't remember now. Damn it. Um, but it was literally, it was one not that long ago where I was like, oh, I'll put this in the deck and it'll make everything better. Oh, I don't, I don't own that card. <laughs> and then, and what invariably happens though, is you do pick it up and then you get like three variants that you don't want pretty yes. rapidly as soon as you own it. Um, cause you get variants by playing the game, not just by spending in, in game cash. There are different ways of getting variants, and yeah, you will pick up. You know, if it's me, you'll pick up shitloads of pixel and Dan Hip variants, which oh. I don't want to use either of those. Oh, I see the Dan Hip ones don't interest me. My luck is a Dan Hip variant at the moment, but it's the only one I've got. Yeah. Um, I do really want Phoenix Force. Phoenix Force is which fun. Is currently in the thing, and then the other one I'm interested in. I've only seen a couple of times is the new um, Nico Minero. Yes. So I pulled her this morning and I've only played a couple of games with her. I have one handful of them, but I'm still working out how she, she works and how to work her best. Like she was interesting for me. And it was, it was, one of those spot, you know, I had, had a spotlight cache to open and I had a one in three chance of getting her. And I'm like, that's the only card I need and was lucky enough to pull it this morning. So I'm only missing three cards now. So I don't have Mirage. I don't have Howard the Duck and I don't have the Black Knight. I don't have the Black Knight. I don't have, no, I don't have any of those. Um, Black Knight, I don't have, see, I don't have Black Knight. I don't have Dakin either. He's fun. I do like him. It, it feels like a, a, a like a opposite of Thor kind of deal. Yes. But yeah. I feel like, again, you could do some – I haven't worked but, out how. Uh, there, are, there are multiple ways, multiple but, ways. But, you know, you can – I've – because Dakin, he – Wolverine's son. He is three cost, four power, and when you play him, he spawns a – one cost, one power card in your hand, which if it's discarded or destroyed will double Dakin's power. And I've I've gotten him up quite high. You, know, you destroy, you know, depending on locations, of course. Um, he's a lot of fun. Especially because he's a destroyer and destroyer always fun. Yeah. For me, I don't know. I've got I haven't got three cards, but there's two cards coming that I am desperate for. Um, both of which, because of the names, like the characters, uh, mm. more almost more so than the abilities. Um, Havoc is coming. Oh, so you know what he's going to do? Yeah, I. It's um, it's interesting, and I don't know how I'll, I'll work it, but it's Havoc, and he's one of my all-time favorite X-Men. He's two costs, one power. After each turn, you lose one max energy. And this gains plus three power. So he's basically eating, preventing you from playing the bigger cards, but he's beefing himself up in the process. I want him for who he is. I don't know how to play him yet. The other one is the Blob. He is six cost, three power. Uh, ongoing, can't be moved. 
So you can't move him from where he is. So, I mean, there's not many cards that would move him anyway. Uh, but on reveal, you merged your deck into him. So generally, you're going to be playing him turn six, right? So yeah. Okay. So he gains the yeah. power of every of card deck. left in your deck. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. I can see what's going. Actually, I'm looking at now. I'm currently looking at my unowned card, of which look, there's still there's a there's a decent chunk there, and there are a bunch of cards that annoy the shit out of me, and I wonder if that's because <laughs> I don't own them. So, I mean, Alioth, mm-hmm. Galactus, yep, High Evolutionary, mm-hmm. all strong cards. Yeah, uh, Man Thing. Yeah. Um, actually, the, we haven't mentioned today, but I reckon is solid if with the right deck is Living Tribunal. Yeah, look, he has his his place and. The problem with Living Tribunal is that he's only really good in one or two decks. Yeah. He's, I've used him with good effect in Modoc Heller. Mm-hmm. The other place that he's really good is, uh, so Magic, Invisible Woman, Iron Man, in, uh, Living Onslaught. Tribunal, and Onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. Someone pulled. What I can only imagine is impossible the other day on me with mm-hmm. a uh, Modoc Helladeck. Yep. Where they managed to pull somehow Iron Man, Onslaught, and Living Tribunal Onto in the, the right same, like, places. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just. It was just ridiculous. I'm like, I, I, and then I then created a very similar, like without the Living Tribunal, I created very similar to see if I could do it, just see how many yep. games it would take. It took a lot of levels and I never got there. Um, <laughs> actually, the other ones are flicking through that I, I would actually like and I would play, I would play a spiders themed deck quite mm-hmm. happily, mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't have a ghost spider and I still don't have 2099. Twenty ninety nine is average. Like you need to play other cards to make him work, basically. Yep. Whereas Ghost Spider can work in a number of decks. She's really good. Yep. Yeah, Ghost Spider's a solid. Like there's a number of decks you could pull her into and be quite happy with. Um twenty ninety nine, no, yes, but also like there's just there's plays where there's, he just is irritating again. It's just that like you play the thing, I destroy the thing, giggles. Yep. Probably that similar kind of deck where you've got you know you've got him and then a Heimdall. Yep. You're used to silly things. I actually I do really enjoy that movement based deck. I will say, um, because I find it one of the harder ones to play. Mm-hmm. In that you've got to really manage where cards are at any given time and how many cards are at each location and and all that kind of jazz. And the second a, a location gets locked down, it messes with it, or it gets filled with a couple of annoying raptors. That's annoying. You know, there's so many things that can mess with it, and I really find it a fun deck to play to try and get around that all of that stuff. <laughs> 
going on from that, what are your least favorite cards? I mean, what don't you like? I feel like there's there's a list there. There's an Alioth, there's a Galactus, there's a High Evolutionary. <laughs> um, they're just irritating. Um, cards that don't really. Mm, what else don't I like? I tend, I, I find if a card doesn't have an ability, unless it's in a, in a deck of cards that don't have an ability, it doesn't get a lot of play. Wasp is the mm-hmm. exception to that. Um, but, yep, you know, no, that's the, the Shockers, the Cyclopses of the world. Just, yeah. Even the Hulk, you know, if I can have a 12 power thing that does a thing, yep. I'm probably going to do that instead. Um in, in almost every case. So that's that's a pretty standard one. Um, how do we want to filter these? Um, a lot of people dislike leader, which is a six cost, two power, that basically copies the highest card that your opponent plays I, and puts it on your side. Yes, but nowhere near what it used to be. No, no. I, I think I think you can definitely play around leader and and a lot. It's being used a lot less than it was. Yep. I don't see it nearly as much these days. And I'm starting to see a bit more of leech though. And leech can be quite annoying. Leech can be leech with magic can be quite irritating too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had someone play that on me recently that were found irritating. I don't necessarily understand Kang. Yeah, Kang. I don't dislike him, but I don't see the point in him. No, I I don't. No, it it doesn't quite because it gives everyone the same kind of chance, right? Yeah. Um. So no, there's there's actually there's probably a few not that many cards now where you, someone you see someone play it and you're like ugh, and unless you're playing a deck that that is a hard counter to. So if I've just played a Nova into a Bucky and you throw Cosmo on there, it's like, ugh, jerk. Fair call. Yeah. I would have done the same. Um, the amount of times I've had. That's just good play. It is. It, you know, a, a Rogue played onto a Luke Cage or a, mm. you know, things like that. So there's, there's good plays, but there's not that many where you're like, oh, that's that's really like I dislike this. This game is now less fun for it. Um, I think I think that's a good sign too because with the amount of cards that there are, there's not an awful lot of cards which are necessarily sort of bad cards. And, you know, like we said earlier, they update the cards to make, you know, if there's something which is being seen all across the game, they will nerf it to get it less played. But like just generally bad cards, I think... <sighs> I'm Agatha's saying, stupid. I'm not taking Agatha ever. She's silly. Um, and Strong Guy. Strong Guy is the one one card which I just... He's difficult. He's four cost, four power, and he gets plus six power if your hand yep. is empty. So yeah, it's sorry. hard to work. Yeah. I occasionally confuse him and Absorbing Man, who is great. Absorbing Man um, is fantastic. Yes. So this is where I was confused for a second, but that all falls into place. Um, yeah, no, there's flicking through. There's there's cards that used to get a lot more play that don't now. I'm mm-hmm. thinking things like Claw, Mister Fantastic, those kind of even Omega Red. 
Yep. I used to play a fair amount, those those kind of passive other location buffing ones that don't happen. Um, but the rest are very situational. And yeah. if you have them in your deck and the situation isn't there to play them, you've just wasted the the card slot. So it's, you know, Shadow King as an example. Um, I've had games ruined by Shadow King, but otherwise Shadow King. done a whole lot of nothing. I also really like Valkyrie for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, no, I, find her, I find her harder though, because she takes into account extra power that you accumulate, whereas Shadow mm-hmm. just drops everyone to their base Yes. Like she changes the ice. I mean, there, there are tricks around it, and you can play Luke Cage so that, you know, Valkyrie will not drop your cards, for example. Yeah. Um, but Shadow King, I find, you know, he's one of those cards, he's a two cost, but you generally try and keep him towards the end of the game. Yeah. Because he can change that Shurid Red Skull back down, or even better. You know, a taskmaster who's copied that double shuri task uh, red skull. Yeah, change him back to a zero. Things like that can really shift the focus. Uh, I do like Shadow King. Yeah, there's just no good variants for him, which annoys me. The other one, I don't. I mean, I have seen work occasionally, but it's like a tumor. So he's yep. four power, ten cost. I'm oh, sorry, four cost, ten power, which sounds good. However, after each turn, destroy it if you have another card there. So that is great for a lot of power on turn four if you are about to play a Venom, as an example. Mm-hmm. Yep. If Venom you works have, well. If you have Null sitting there and you just need a, a sneaky mm-hmm. little ten power boost, right? But if if those things don't align and something else happens, somebody plays a debris. Um, Things go badly really quickly. I just find him way too unreliable. Yeah, he's not not the greatest of cards, that one. He can be quite good because even sometimes just him on a location is enough to win it. But, um, yeah, no, there, there are cards which are very situational, but there's so many cards in this game and, uh, so many different ways that you can make decks. Yes. The other one, what we're talking about, favorites and least favorites, mm-hmm. location. Yep. Favorite and least favorite locations. <sighs> All right. Favorite. Depend- obviously, it depends what you're playing. Mm-hmm. But it, just as a general rule, least favorite has got to be Space Throne, where instead of four cards, you can only have one card. And the amount of times, you know, if I don't have a green goblin in my hand and that pops up, that annoys me. If I do have a green goblin, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um, favorite, I do get a kick out of Sinister London. There are a I lot guess. of games that I've won from Sinister London alone. Yeah. It's- Sinister London, basically, when you play a card here, it you play it basically copies that card and puts it in another location for you as well. Yes. Yeah, that's never a bad game. Mm. Particularly because it does it after the on reveal effect. So if you've got someone that boosts or does something on reveal, you, mm-hmm. you, like just getting to do that twice or getting to stack that is the best. Yep. Um, equally, any of those um, 
the where it copies it to your hand. What's the name of the location? It's Grand. Yeah, the uh, Clone Labs. Yeah. Yeah. You, you play, you know, a Venom or something onto that and then you do it again and you just stack Venom on Venoms or it, Carnage is another good one for that. Um, you can just build power on very cheap cards very easily. It's the most fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, any of those are great. Um, ego, I retreat every single time if Ego <laughs> comes out. I'm not playing the game. It's a silly-ass location and I'm out. Ego is the, the location equivalent of Agatha. Uh, and, yeah, look, but I generally won't retreat unless my opponent snaps. Some people will always snap on Ego, which is a fair tactic because most people will retreat. It's but it's fair. Um, I've, I've had people retreat on me the instant Ego comes up, so I'll quite happily is... sit there for a turn or two to see if Ego is actually going to play the cards I want where I want them. No, I, re- I am... It is the least fun because I don't get to play the game and I am trying to send that message to the game developers by retreating as quickly as possible as soon as Ego shows up. I will single-handedly get that removed one day. Fair. (laughs) All right. Shall we kind of wrap it up there? We talked a bit about various different things. We've given you a bit of a rundown of how the game works. The... The overall idea here is that this is a fun little phone or Steam game that you can download. Costs you nothing. You can, you know, they've got season passes and things that you can spend money towards if you want to. But it, you know, you can absolutely play this as free to play. I have paid zero dollars. Yeah, for the entire time I've played this game, and it has been. It, Yes, I am seeing people play with cards that I do not have, but I am not feeling anywhere near as behind the eight ball as some other mm-hmm. pay-to-win type. So it is absolutely, be- and partially because of that ranking system often, you're playing people at a similar level or with a similar yes. collection to you as well. So you don't necessarily feel like you're walking into games just being smacked around. I have paid money towards it, but mainly because I'm, spending enough time that i feel justified you know i will yep. buy the 15 dollars season pass each month because i'm getting more than 15 dollars worth of value out of this yeah game. i mean it's 15 bucks a month it's not like yeah. we're, we're talking heaps here it's not like i mean there are ridiculous amounts that you could spend if you really really oh, wanted yes. to there are some packs and stuff that they put out which are you know a hundred dollars which you just go is anyone buying this Sure. Why would Some, anybody buy? Somebody because must. People, people do, and you know, there'll there'll be some crazy. What was it? it was like a it was some stupid apocalypse variant that just cost a fortune and didn't seem like it was at all value for money, and gave you a little, you know, like, little icon that you could use as your character. And then the, the day that came out, I saw I played against somebody with that icon. I'm like, you bought that? Why? I mean, like, there's a hundred and fifty dollars for a, you know a whole bunch of credits and boosters and stuff, and I was like, no, no, I don't need that in my life. Don't need it. Like, the the more you play, the more stuff you get, and you'll get those credits, boosters, gold that you can use towards buying variants and stuff. I recently bought a pack which had a number of things, but it had a zombie variant of Grill Girl and a zombie variant of Blue Marvel. That is. Which- the thing and the zombie variant pack did it that most other variants don't. So Squirrel Girl, when she plays, she spits out a squirrel at the other locations, right? And if you have a 
variant version of Squirrel. Let's say you've got a pixel version of Squirrel, uh, squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. What you don't get is pixel squirrels. No. Which annoys the shit out of me. I want pixel squirrels. Zombie squirrels. I I have a pixel Thor that spits out a perfectly rendered Mjolnir. Upsets me to no end. (laughs) But yeah, this, I mean, this pack was the equivalent. I'm just going into the shop to see the equivalent of how much this would have cost me if I'd bought bought it. It would have been around about 70 bucks. Bloody hell. But I had more than that gold from just playing the game. Yep. I just hadn't bought anything with it for a while. So I had that and it was just sitting here. I was like, I want zombie squirrels. I want zombie blue marble. So I did. I also really enjoy the fact at the moment, if you pull Central Park as a location, it spits out zombie squirrels. Yes. Yes, it does. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, great game. Really fun. And if you're not in our Discord, jump in our Discord because we, uh, yeah, there are pictures and screenshots and all sorts of stuff going up in the uh, appropriate channel of games that people are playing. There's quite a few of us on there, and every now and then I will load up a game and you know be playing away, and then the next person comes up that I'm playing against, and it'll be Crotonhurst or something out of the blue. Oh, that is yet to happen. I think. Yeah, no, that's happened to me a couple. Of, I've played him a couple of times without ever intending to not that He's, i didn't it, intend to you know what i mean yeah but you don't get a choice right you don't get a choice um yeah no i don't i don't know that i've played apart from in the friendly game option which i have played a few not heaps but a couple of just the friendly game options um i think the mistake with that is i keep taking ridiculous decks into friendly game options i'm just getting absolutely <laughs> pounded and the other one that we haven't spoken about and let's not spend too much time on now but that other format thing yes so you can play there's conquest which you can you know play which doesn't affect your infinity infinity ranking which is at zero to a hundred but you can get other cards and other you know bonuses by playing that you can also play against your friends in friendlies so there are other options you're not just playing against total randoms all the time if you don't want to but it's actually okay playing total randoms in this game. Like it's not a. Yeah. It's not like it's. It's. it's the worst they can minutes. do is spam emojis at you, and then you just mute them so you can't see them. Yeah, I mean, I. You do occasionally and very rarely, but just get someone who just puts the little snap question mark thought bubble speech bubble up and just mm-hmm. spams it. Yeah, and you retreat and you save three minutes of your life. I've only used that little snap speech bubble when like it's game one in you know the conquest and I'm playing my deck which I just want boosters for so I don't care if I win or lose I'm yeah. just like snap let's get this over and done within two games rather than three yeah you know. but anyway great game jump on it if you've got a bit of time it's a lot of fun take this moment just to remind people that why so serious 2 is happening it is second of december it is a bit over a month away there are currently 26 tickets sold we have been talking about it tonight we have some ideas that i think are going to go down quite well Uh, we're going to refine them a little bit before we finalize Finalize them yes write them down somewhere but 
But yeah, no, get on it. If you want some fun Blood Bowl for a day, this is the option. This is this is the best bet for a fun Blood Bowl tournament, which you're not going to care if you win or lose. We have people laughing their heads off no matter what's going on in the game because it's just crazy, stupid. The Honestly, the best way to see out a year. So get on it that. It is, yeah. We are super excited and we're just coming up with the ideas, not even playing them. And like, I would love, this is the tournament you want to play because yeah. it is fun. Like, and that is fundamentally, ah, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it's it's the one that you can rock up and be sure you're going to have a good time and no one's taking it too seriously. If you only play one Blood Bowl event, if you only play one event this year and you just want to just have some belly laughs, this is it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'll do is shortly in the next couple of days, I will put up the end of year competition. So last year we gave away the winner, got to choose between Blood Bowl, Dungeon Bowl, and the starter set of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, we'll be doing something very similar. It'll be running for all of November and December. You'll get a chance to enter that on Facebook. Uh, but if you have entered any of our painting events, if you have come to any of our tournaments, if you are Patreons who are helping us pay for these things, you will get extra entries. So this is the big end of year giveaway. Last year's was huge. This year I'm expecting just as big, uh, but that will go up in the next couple of days. So look out for that. That's about all from me. That's, it. That's all the important stuff, right? Yeah. You still have a day or so to paint a thing. It depends when you get this out, doesn't it? Well, yeah. You may or may not have a day or so <laughs> to paint a thing. I mean, from time of recording, you definitely do. Yeah. Um, so The painting event that we're currently running to paint anything that you care or to, you know, doesn't even have to be a model, that will finish Tuesday at midnight and as on Wednesday, which is the 1st of November, I will hopefully, I will be running the um, end of month Patreon giveaway, uh, but we'll also record soon after that with our thoughts on all the painting entries Correct. that we've received. And I will just say, so there are some people here who are going to hear this potentially, you know, on Monday night and being like, oh, I don't have something to paint between now and Tuesday. That's too short. Let us think back to the last month or so, whether there's something that you may have painted. Like that's, that is maybe a plausible option here. If you have a photo of it non-painted and a photo of it painted and it was done in recent past, you have painted a thing. Look, you've gotten to, at the very least, the end of an hour and a half of this episode. Even if you haven't heard any of our other episodes, you know that we're not picky <laughs> just from listening to this. <laughs> chuck it in the Discord, chuck it in Facebook. Look, and try your luck. Sure, it might get disqualified, but it would need to be really against the 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 entire not just the rules but the the focus the objectives and the principles of the competition to be disqualified i don't think we had any of those no no surely surely that's <laughs> never happened 
<laughs> no. Um, on that note, we'll leave it there. Thank you for listening. Give us a follow, Spotify, Facebook, Tweedbean, all of the above, OnlyFans. Give us a review. Uh, I did notice a couple of reviews I hadn't seen before on on Apple recently. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are viewed. Spotify, reading. you can yeah you can Spotify, you can just give us a a rating, and I think you can on Facebook as well. But I don't that, think you can write anything clever, unfortunately. Oh, I mean, not not, not, anyway. you can't write anything clever if you're listening to this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, thank you to all our patrons. Like I said, they help us run these giveaways and things like that. Uh, and their support is eternally, um, we're eternally grateful and surprised by that. So thank you to all of you. Uh, in particular, Thoughtless Patreons, highest level. Thank you, Alice, Clinton, Gertzie, Jared, Kingsley, Yuri, and new Thoughtless Patreon. Fuck off. Archie. <laughs> you guys are making me talk longer. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Thank you, Archie, for, for increasing your level. I think you saw the, the beautiful pink coins that we've got. Uh, I see what's happened here. Yes. Anyway, that's it from me. Yeah, I'll get nothing. All right. Later. Gotcha. Let's